This is episode 323 on November 21st, 2019. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and anything else that pops in our minds. I'm Dave Podner. I'm Greg McMillan. And I'm Matt Hoffman. Greetings, everyone. How are you guys doing today? Top Good. shelf, right beside the peanut butter. Great to hear. Uh, Joe is on assignment. Uh, we're not sure what he's assigning right now, but he's somewhere uh, deep doing things, so uh, he couldn't be with us. And unlike last episode, I actually made it here before the episode finished. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> How's your new refrigerator treating you? Uh, actually, we just got it delivered today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because of fun delivery stuff, it took two weeks for it to be delivered. But um, it was delivered today. It Everything seems to be working good. Um, it's nice to be able to actually have room to put cold stuff versus living off of a, a dorm fridge for the last two weeks. So... I'm all positive there. Does well, sound ideal? Oh, yes. Most definitely, yeah. Yeah, and actually being able to, ooh, I don't know, take care of leftovers and <laughs> have them for lunch the next day. That's a nice thing, too. Having room for all that. Yeah, you guys must have made a lot of trips to the grocery store. Uh, it, uh, it, it turned out to be an every other day type thing. Yeah, you know, you get something for that night and for the next night, then a couple nights later, do the same thing. Just try to do it that way. But you know, minor inconvenience. Luckily, nothing major, major wrong. So that's always a good thing. So always a positive. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get started before we talk about how our photography week went. With a little bit of... And when I'm with friends, I like to have fun, 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 fun! It's that simple. To put the app right on the phone. Nah, hell. And because, uh, Greg, you've noticed a new camera app that came out uh, from the makers of Filmic Pro Video called First Light, and actually, of the three of us, you're the one with the most hands-on experience so far, so uh, do you want to go and tell us how you ha- uh, your go with it? Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, it's called First Light, and it's um, uh, a new camera app that uh, I guess the folks at Filmic have been working on for quite some time now, and um, it... Okay, so it has a free version, but the free version is is very limited in in its capabilities. And when I downloaded it, I thought, okay, okay, I tried it out, and then I wanted to try this. Oh, you have to have the subscription. And then, okay, I'll I'll try this. Oh, you have to have the subscription. So I said, all right, the heck with it. I just paid for a year, and um, because I want to give it a good chance, uh, you know, uh, give it a chance to um, see what it could do and whatnot. And I knew that just a, a month wasn't going to do that for me. I'd, I wouldn't have time to uh, to really try it out in different situations. So now I have the four different seasons to try it and um, you know play around with it and see how it works. 
but it has a nice clean interface and um, uh, it, it's it's really well made uh, it has a really nice uh, okay so as you know I'm a, I'm a real big fan of halide and I still am but one thing that the halide guys can learn from this one is the histogram the histogram and halide is just a, a set of, of thick lines and it doesn't give you you know, a real accurate representation of what the histogram would really be. So with first light, the histogram is right at the bottom center of the uh, viewfinder, which is up right above the shutter button. And it, it has all three color channels. And uh, it, I mean, it's very, very accurate uh, in representing what the histogram is like. So you can really adjust your exposure uh, You'll, you can really fine-tune your exposure um, using this histogram. And they've really uh, done a good job of how you control the focus and exposure. You can tap on the screen just like you can with you know, the Apple native camera app and with any other camera app, really. But you can also adjust the exposure by just sliding your finger up and down and... There's uh, uh, little zebra stripes that come on. If it's underexposed, they're they're like a bluish green. But you can actually customize these colors if you pay for the subscription. And then the overexposed lines are red, I believe. I think that's how I have mine set up. Yes, they are. And um, so that's that's to adjust the exposures by sliding it up and down. And then to adjust the focus manually, you just slide your finger left and right. And as soon as you do that, you have the uh, the green focus peaking lines uh, that appear on the edges of whatever you're focusing on. So, um, you know, I'm, right now I'm looking at my desk, and if I want to focus on my phone charger, I just slide my my thumb left or right, and you know when the green lines are outlining the phone charger I know that that's the part in focus so that's a real handy tool um, for finding like for fine-tuning your focus I use that a lot in halide um, and it's a I think that's a feature that's also in camera plus two uh, so and, and who knows what other how many other photo apps or camera apps have that feature but it, it's it's pretty common and, and it's pretty handy so then in the uh, I also, in the free app, you have a lens selection uh, icon that's over on the bottom right-hand corner of the viewfinder, and it'll likely default to wide-angle if you have a multi-lens camera. And then if you have a telephoto lens, you just tap on that icon, and it pops up, a little thing pops up that shows the telephoto and then the, the selfie. You can, you can pick the, the front-facing camera. Um, so that's you know that's pretty uh, uh, straightforward, and then in the lower left corner of the viewfinder you have uh, an icon. It's two circles. One's a solid, and the other one's like a um, just an outline. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is where you can get into the the fun stuff that you get when you subscribe. And you've got your filters. You can you can add um, vignetting, and you can. There's three different. Uh, uh, styles of vignetting, low, medium, and heavy. And then you can even add film grain. 
So you can add a fine grain, a moderate grain, coarse grain, or it even has an ISO adaptive grain. So I guess depending on what your ISO is, that'll depend on how much grain you have in the image. And uh, so these these are fun to play with. Um, I did test this out, uh, I guess it was last week. Um, my wife and I took the dogs out for a walk and and it was down at you know one of our favorite places to walk them, which is a park in town here. And there was some a little bit of snow on the ground, just enough to cover it basically. And uh, through this little wooded area, there's places where some leaves had fallen onto the snow. Because up where I am here, we got snow before all the leaves had a chance to fall. That's how quick we got it. And it was cold enough to stay. But anyway, um, so I took a, you know some pictures of the path that we were on and you know some trees and, and leaves that had fallen on the snow. And I used uh, a couple of these different filters. And they basically uh, emulate different film styles. Uh, so, for instance, um, one might be like uh, uh, Portra 160, which was a Kodak film. Um, there's one that was like a, a popular Fuji film that I used to use back in the film days, which kind of puts a date on how old I could be. Um, but yeah, there's a, a number of different filters that you can use. And on their website... Uh, it explains the filter and, and what it kind of resembles. Um, so, for instance, uh, there's one called Leopold, and it's a hybrid of Kodachrome 25 and Kodachrome 64. So it's kind of like slide film, what, what slide film would look like. Um, so, and, and it has uh, uh, the color palette is that of uh, K64. The brown bias black point is reminiscent of aged K25 transparency. So they've really put a lot of um, science and, and studying into what these uh, colors, or how these filters would look on an image. And I'm willing to bet they're probably pretty close to what they're talking about. Um, so and so that's the filters. Um, on the top left-hand corner of the viewfinder or of the screen you have your uh, file type and you can just tap on it and it toggles through. There's JPEG, the high efficiency format. You can shoot TIFF and you can shoot in RAW. And again, the, these are only with the subscription. With the, with a, with a free version, we'll just shoot JPEG. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's basically the, the top part of the interface. Um, in the lower left, you can it's it defaults to AE or auto exposure, and again with a subscription you can slide your finger up on that, and then you can go to um, ISO priority, and then slide it up again. You can go to shutter priority, so you have some pretty good manual controls um, that you can play around with. And at the top of the screen in the center, it shows you your exposure information and your file type. Uh, so you you know when you slide your change your change your exposure setting, if you're in say shutter priority, the ISO will automatically adapt to uh, get get a good exposure. I think I'm looking at it here now, and I'm changing the shutter speed, and the ISO is actually not changing. So 
maybe it doesn't change with it. But anyway, like I said, I haven't really had a chance to play around with this too, too much. But um, it, it's really interesting. It's got a nice, you know, big round shutter button. And uh, the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, there's, you know, the photos that you've taken. So you can tap on that and it opens up the, um, uh, the basically like a photo viewer similar to, you know, the iPhone app. And oddly enough, I'm trying to do this, and it's crashing on me. So that's interesting. Anyway, it basically just shows the uh, the photos that you took. Um, one thing that I've noticed, though, <clears throat> and this is interesting, is I've got another app called um, EXIF Viewer, I think it is. And when I look at the EXIF data from these images... It actually shows you what filter you used if, if you used one. And um, same with the uh, uh, vignetting and the grain. So those those things are listed in, in the metadata. So Filmic's done a pretty good job of including everything in the data so that you can – like I, I love that because I, I can go back and look at the photos that I took. And if I don't remember what filter I used – I can open up the metadata in this other app, and there it is. Um, it, it's pretty handy that way. Uh, now, then into the settings, this is where you can um, configure things. Uh, it has a burst mode, again, uh, subscription only. Um, it has a self-timer, 2, 5, 10, and 20 seconds. It has flash on, off, and... Uh, auto. Um, it has a grid for composing, and it has a uh, the regular grid that you would see in the um, iOS camera app. But then it has like uh, three lines across and three lines down for um, an even more like a tighter grid, and another one with four lines going across and four lines down for even finer um, composition. Uh, has HDR, HDR Auto, and HDR Active. So uh, if you want to leave your HDR function on all the time, you can do it that way. It has um, uh, aspect ratios that you can select: four to th four by three, sixteen by nine, three to two, one to one, and four by five. Um, some of the advanced features. This is where you can get into changing the colors of the zebra stripes when you're over or underexposing things like that. So. It's it's a very uh, feature rich camera app, and I think it's safe to say that when people like this, like Halide and Camera Plus Two, and all these companies that make these different camera apps, the actual images that you get are probably very dependent on the um, developers' kit that they get to work with, which basically. Uh, um, accesses the camera API, so the the the, res, the the resulting images are probably going to be somewhat similar until you get into some of the special features like you know these filters and um, but I mean I'm sure if you shot raw in Halide and you take another picture of the same thing raw in First Light, I'm sure they're going to be pretty much the same. You know, because with raw, you have to develop them or or process them. But when you get into the 
the the the compressed functions like JPEG or high efficiency, then when you get into the the filters and the and the different things like that, that's where these apps will separate themselves from each other. So it, it's it's a it's a pretty good um, pretty good camera app. I think it's only been updated once since I've had it, and um, you know, by all means, give the free version a go. And if you really like what it could do. Um, maybe subscribe for one month even just to, just to give it a try. I think you, you said it was ninety nine cents in the U.S. Dave. Yeah, for so for the one month subscriptions ninety nine cents, and if you do a full yeah. year, it's seven ninety nine. So you're saving some money if you really like it. Um, you can save some money by going for a full year. Yeah, and like I said, I I went ahead and got the whole year. Because I know I'm not going to be able to try this thing out the way I want to in just a month because of my work schedule and everything else. I just won't have time. So I, I wanted to give it a good shot, and I, I just went for the whole year. If I really like it after the year, I'll renew again. But if I if I don't find after that much time, if I don't find I'm using it enough, then I just won't bother renewing. But um, you know, kudos to the folks at Filmic. They've done a fantastic job with it. And I do believe uh, Jack Jack Hollingsworth had a hand in helping develop this mm. this camera app with them. So I, I know he's a friend of Christopher Cohen, who's um, you know I'm not sure what position he is at Filmic Pro, but but he's he was the one that was on um, on stage at the at WWDC. Um, or no, sorry, it was the iPhone event for the iPhone 11, mm. uh, talking about how they were using Filmic Pro on the iPhone 11 Pro. Um, so, you know, right on, Jack. Thanks thanks for your input with this app. I think um, whatever hand he had on it, had in it, uh, it has definitely made it, you know, that much better. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a good, good camera app. Give it a try. Cool. Now, would you say it's... For someone who's already a little familiar with how to shoot more advanced, or someone who would be just wanting to get into the more advanced, I think it would be really good for people who want to learn how to, you know, take their iPhone photography a step further. Um, you have, you know, you have these filters that that can help open up some creative channels. The, um, you know, the the Adjustments like the the sliding your thumb up and down or side to side for focus and exposure is a and with that histogram. I mean, folks get to know the histogram and what it does because it can sure help your photography. I think it's a really good way to um, to advance your skills a little bit. Uh, you know, it, uh, even if you just stayed with the free version, you, I think you could still you know slide for exposure and focus like that. Um, I mean, it's it, it, it's good for, I I would say it's good for just about anybody, but it, it, especially good for those who are looking to improve uh, in, in their photography. Cool, cool. Yeah, I was just wondering because there's, and this is something we were kind of doing in the pre-show, just kind of scrolling through the different camera apps out there, and yeah. not only the ones that been around for a while. I know like Camera Plus has been around for. It, it's got to be getting on ten years now, because that was that came yeah, out I think real that early four, on. I think was, yeah. was out when it came out. 
Yeah, that came out really early, or Halide, which is kind of now a staple. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's hard to come out with a brand new camera app and do something completely different than what everyone else is doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've gone through a lot of different camera apps. Um, oh gosh, Camera Plus was probably my first really good one that I had, and then oh. I can't even remember some of them, but you know, Pro Camera is a really good one. Some of them, I think, are a little too feature rich. Like they have too many things in them, and I find that with Halide, uh, Camera Plus is still pretty good. Like the Camera Plus Two, and um, and now First Light. I think I think those are the three game changers when it comes to a, a third party camera app because. You know they're they're pretty good. You know they're they're they've got a lot of nice features, but I just I don't think they're overly um, packed so that it's kind of overwhelming. Right. Uh, I think I think they have just enough features that you can get get to know how to use them and get good at them. Right. Because without that, being overwhelmed. Right. Because I think a, a vast majority of people still use the building camera app as their primary oh, yeah. camera. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, uh, let's move on to new some new gear that's now available. Matt, this is something you actually happened to see uh, about the new case for the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro. Yeah, um, not really a lot to say about it, but um, I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, so basically the new battery cases for the uh, uh, the iPhone 11 and the 11 Pro or the the 11 Pro and Pro Max I don't know about the 11 but in any case they now have a dedicated camera button on them and uh, so basically what that means is you can launch the camera app by pressing this button whether the iPhone is locked or unlocked um, and basically you know pressing the button quickly uh, takes a photo and then a longer press uh, will do a quick take video. I'm not sure what those are. Um, I'll have to go back and watch uh, I don't know, a keynote or something again. I don't remember what that is. Uh, And you can do selfies too. So the button itself is located um, you know, if you were holding the, the the phone horizontally like you were holding a point-and-shoot camera that button is kind of located where your right uh, index finger would be uh, so it's you know kind of makes it feel a little bit more camera like so uh, uh, it's kind of similar to the the shutter case that I have except maybe a little more sleek <laughs> Yeah, it's something we we just looking at the photo that that button does not look like it sticks out very far. No, no, it, it definitely doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it probably has enough of a, I don't know, indentation or something kind of going on there where like you know you'd be able mm-hmm. to feel it. But yeah, it definitely doesn't stick out the way yeah. the other side buttons do, like the volume button and the, uh, um, what's the other button called? It's not really a home button anymore, but you know what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. It would be the power button. Power button, yeah. Or the lock button. Yeah, thank yep. you. Lock button. 
but uh yeah in any case i don't know i just thought that was cool oh yeah yeah and like i said it, it i know apple got some flack when that first came out just because it is a bit on the ugly side with the bump out but at least I'm, I'm glad to hear they're actually still working on it you know they just didn't put something out and say kind of like the uh, bumper cases from the four day, iphone four days but they actually are trying to make little improvements and little additions to it. And, and the uh, quick video is actually, that's something for iPhone 11 and 11 Pro only. Where for the rest of us, if you hold down the uh, shutter button, you get um, a burst mode. For that one, if you hold down and I think it's slide to the right, it starts making a video automatically. Okay. But it's only available in the 11, I think. Which is kind of weird. It's just weird that the iPhone 11 camera um, look is actually different from everyone else. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible when it comes to knowing about video stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I I could see where that would be useful in terms of... If you're taking a photo and you, you all of a sudden see some movement happen in the background and you just want to quickly switch, you don't have to switch modes. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know. But, you know, it's something, like I said, it's 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 nice to see something coming out, even though I don't think anyone's going to use it, per se, on the um, show. But still, still options out there for everyone. So... Very cool. Yep. So let's move on to, as soon as Cat moves out of my way here, the post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. And this week ends up our new um, one month long post pick of the week submissions. And this time we were going for Dusk. And we found a lot of good things that were posted to the Facebook group where we picked the post pick of the week from. Um, Lots of good Dusk photos, uh, great colors. However, one that really stood out to everyone was from Jeff Feeney, which we know we had him on only a few weeks ago. And uh, this was using his iPhone 11 Pro Max. Uh, this is a sunset view of Philadelphia from the Ben Franklin Bridge. Um, we're looking at this, I, I love how the bridge and the lights on the bridge kind of frame the one side of the image. And just the color that's picked up with the buildings. Um, well, the sky, the sky color is just great. But also just the colors of the buildings, because it looks like some like one building has a purplish pyramid shape, um, um, and I'm not sure which building it is. I'm not overly familiar with Philadelphia, but uh, a pyramid shaped light on top, uh, and that that stands out really nice. And just the fact of all the colors and how everything's picked up. It just really, again, really nice with the, uh, I'm guessing Delaware River in the foreground there. Just really nice photo overall. 
Uh, Matt, do you, what's your opinion of it? Um, yeah, I Sorry, I uh, like this for a variety of reasons. Um, I've, you know, I, I I like the uh, the view of the bridge on the right side, and and um, you know, just I feel like it, it uh, kind of grabs your attention, but then it it leads you like over to the city, um, and then just the general scene like gives you a pretty good overview of kind of what you know what philly's all about you know it's the city skyline you got the the river and there's a boat going by um you know a a lot of other buildings and lights and and the you know the the bridge which is like a pretty cool um big suspension bridge um you know and the it's there's still light and color in the sky which is great um but it's definitely dark enough that you know, you got all the lights on on the on the buildings, and um, you know, I, I'm with you. I I, uh, I am kind of terrible when it comes to uh, knowing pretty much anything about Philly. And the the kind of ironic thing is, I was actually just in Philly just a two mm. two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, maybe yeah. like two weeks ago, I was in Philly for a day. Um, I was right downtown too. Um, but I, I really have no clue anything about the, that city at all. I try to avoid it if at all humanly possible. Yeah. In any case, <clears throat> great shot. It's a great shot. <laughs> hey, Greg, uh, your hey. opinion? <laughs> it's a glowing endorsement of Philly. I don't know. Say, <laughs> of the photo, not necessarily the home of the Flyers. Trash hockey and team. That's part of the reason I don't like them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really like the image. Um, I like the way it's uh, it's kind of segmented into different uh, sections. You know, like you mentioned, it has the the bridge on the right side, uh, the right side of the frame. Uh, takes up about maybe uh, almost a third of it, not quite a third, I guess, uh, and and it's well exposed. Um, you, you know the the street lights that go you know go along the bridge. Uh, they're not overpowering the image or, or anything. Um, on the the rest of the frame, it's basically the top half is the sky, but it has a nice uh, a nice glow, glowing orange that um, gradients into a, you know a, a blue or a bluish purple color as it gets to the top of the frame, and then of course the city and all the lights and then. At the bottom part of that frame is the river. So, uh, and there's, there's a, even a boat going along in the water, and it just, uh, um, it just very well composed, uh, a nice composition. Uh, there's enough stuff in here to keep your eye constantly going around the frame. You know, you, you look through the city, you look at the bridge. You know, you, then you go down. You look at the boat in the water, and you even go up and look at the sky, just because the colors are enough to to take you there. Um, you know, just really well done, really well shot. And congratulations, Jeff, and thanks so much for for sharing this with us. And if you want to be considered, uh, there's two ways to do it. One, you can go to Instagram and use the hashtag #TinyShutter. Uh, we look there every other week, and the other way is to respond to the post pick of the week. 
uh, challenge, which we have on the announcement. So it's always pinned at the top of the Facebook group um, in case because Facebook has no idea how to figure out how to um, put anything in any order anyone can find. That's why we pin it at the top for the announcement. And just reply to the post-pick announcement there, and we'll look at that uh, every other episode to pick from there. Uh, this upcoming one that's just starting now and going till mid-December will be Miniatures, uh, which you guys talked about a lot last week, uh, on the last episode, about using Miniatures in... Uh, let's say I don't want I don't want to say toys necessarily, but scale objects, uh, and putting them in the real world and incorporating them, um, to put put in different places. So that'll yeah, be the makes, next one basically make it look like they belong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Get a feel in that way. Just kind of, and it's it's always either make it realistic or put something completely weird and unusual. In places you would not expect. So I think a little bit of both both cases, and just let your imagination go. Well, yeah. If, if you did a search uh, for a, a, a fellow named Jerry Business, so J E R R Y, and his last name is Business, um, he's the one that we talked about on the last show when we were talking about this stuff. So do a search for him and look at his smug mug. Uh, page, I think, or or he's on Instagram as well, and you can see the kind of thing we're talking about here. Is it's he he spends a lot of time on his travels doing this sort of thing, and it, it's it's really interesting stuff. Cool. Hey, uh, uh, Dave. Yeah. So real quick, uh, that building that you were uh, saying, you didn't know what it was with yeah. the uh, kind of pinky light light up mm-hmm. tri- triangle on top uh, uh that is the bny melon center oh okay hmm. which i think you have in pittsburgh there as well we do yeah um it is 792 feet tall or uh 241 meters greg <laughs> and it has 54 floors oh wow well it's I'll say, yeah. That is, that is 63rd something nice. tallest building in the country in the U.S. <laughs> I must say, the only building I recognize, and this is only because I remember it being built, was the tallest building, and that's the Comcast headquarters. Um, and just thinking about, so that's where my cable bill's going to. <laughs> Which I know, it directly doesn't, there's... Lots of additional complications and everything else, but still, you put up the so, tallest so building in the state. <laughs> that that building is one thousand one hundred and twenty-one feet or three hundred and forty-one meters, Greg. I like feet better when it comes to that. Yeah, I know it sounds way more <laughs> impressive. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, that was uh, completed in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Uh, Dave, the Comcast building, it's brand new. Well, that, that's the Comcast Technology Center. There's also Comcast Center, which is 974 feet tall. Yeah, it's kind of weird that... Well, I shouldn't say that. No, this is this is the old in me coming out 
where I know Comcast is no longer only a cable company since they own NBC. But, you know, you think something that started as a cable company has invested so much in terms of buildings and everything else in terms of what they owe. It's kind of scary. (laughs) But... In cartoon, always little interesting facts and things going on. Well, you guys want to anything interesting in the last two weeks in photography for you guys? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I man, I I've just been awful with um with photography, so. Um, I'll just go first real quick because okay. um, I, I think I probably have the least amount to say. So I, I think since the last show, um, I traveled to Philly and got a couple shots there that were kind of cool, uh, um, like shot the city hall like real quick. I was like, practically holding up traffic Mm. because i was like standing in the middle of this road and um you know trying to compose this shot and like grabbed one picture with the regular wide angle lens and another picture with the telephoto lens and um the telephoto shot was like way better and um and then i was for most of the day like in the uh pennsylvania convention center like right downtown in philly and um, just one of the hallways we were walking down was kind of cool. It had these like really tall windows and some uh, skylight type stuff, and uh, just the way the light was coming through and just the the shadows and everything. It, it just looked really neat. So um, that that turned into a pretty cool like black and white uh, photo, which I'm not sure that I oh I did share those on Instagram. So. Um, if you go to my Instagram, you'll see those. And then, um, the next day I was back around Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And, um, where my brother lives, it's kind of like tucked in between these two mountains, like, you know, in a tight little valley, um, with this nice Creek that flows like right down the middle of it. And, um, uh, up on the side of, the one mountain across the street from my brother's house, there's a, a pretty large property. It's like a whole lot of acres and it's got like a couple abandoned, um, like buildings on it, barns and these, um, just other structures that are really dilapidated, like, a like some sort of, um, pump house or something like where there's a spring coming out of the ground. In, in any case, it's just, awesome and there's like old tractors and stuff so um i was wandering around up there and and got some cool pictures of just all this dilapidated stuff which is kind of right up my alley and i think i shared one of those pictures um i don't know a day or two ago on instagram and and day flash so if you follow me in any of those places you could see that and um you know, I don't know. That's about it. I mean, I'm working a ton, and pretty much every evening I'm exhausted, and so I'm either like Netflix, Netflix and chill, or YouTube and chill. <laughs> <laughs> I 
but when I'm on YouTube, a lot of times I'm watching uh, like editing tutorials, so that's also boring. But in any <laughs> case, that's what I like to do. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily boring, but not exactly exciting. <laughs> no, for any no, other not people. Really. I mean, my um, you know my trip to PA was awesome. Um, it was a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Photography wise, like the the autumn just kind of went by. I got very <laughs> few like fall fall color pictures and now the leaves for the most part are, are just about totally down so uh i don't think any more of that is going to happen this season which is yeah. kind of unfortunate and um you know i'm just trying to find some opportunities to get out and make something happen here but um yeah i, I don't know there's just not not a lot of time anymore it gets dark so early and um you know the weekends are always full of stuff now so i'll I'll get back at it here soon because if i don't i'm gonna go go insane probably yeah photography is always a nice um stress outlet too yeah for sure how about you greg any luck for uh photography um only a little um you know like i said earlier we had some snow that kind of stuck around for a few days, but it was only uh, maybe half an inch. Like it, there wasn't a whole lot. Um, so when it first fell, uh, it was re- it really stuck to the trees, which made for some nice images. But I just didn't get out early enough in the day on that day that, that it fell to uh, to get any good pictures that way. Um, you know, I, w- I walked through a trail and I took uh, took a few shots of some of the you know, snow-covered trees, but um, maybe not as good as it would have been earlier that day. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, been kind of busy with other things, too, and my work schedule and things like that. So I haven't had a, a chance to get out too, too much. Um, I, I would like to add one thing to um, what I was talking about with First Light before we end the show, and that is that mm-hmm. on their YouTube channel, um, on the Filmic Pro is the name of the channel. Uh, there's a really, really good tutorial on the whole app. It shows all the different things that I was talking about. Probably, you probably understand them better watching this tutorial. Um, you know, right into the custom customization, custom functions, all that stuff. Uh, shows you how it works, and it even uh, reminded me of one thing that I missed when I was talking about it. And that is when you tap and hold on the screen as if to, to focus, um, it actually pops up a little circular magnified part of the image where you can actually fine-tune your focus that way. Um, so go check it out on their YouTube channel and uh, you know see what you think because it'll sure, sure be a lot better explanation than, than what I gave you because I, I find sometimes I just start tripping over my feet when I do this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, vocally, but um, but yeah, but other you know other than just a few shots of the first snow, things like that. I just haven't really had time to get out too much. Uh, I have a week off work now, so I'm hoping to get out a little bit this week and see what I can get. I mean, uh, like Matt said, it's it, it gets dark early, and it's even earlier for me because I'm north of you guys. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I'll I'll 
maybe see what I could muster up. But maybe these filters in in uh, first light might, uh, you know, make some of the images better than what they really are. So we'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah, I, I luckily I was able to at lunch uh, go for a walk and. Um, one area where there basically everything went brown and crunchy, uh, but it had a nice tone to the brownness to it, uh, with a couple buildings in the background. And, um, also was able to get a picture using camera plus, uh, two macro mode of this one plant. And I still don't know what it is outside, um, my work on its patio and the seed pods are coming out. So it almost looks a little alienish the way it looks. It, it's 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 rare. It's one of those things that just kind of catches your eye and like what that doesn't you know it's it's what does something kind of gets you. So I was able to get that and get a little uh, natural bokeh with the um, with the macro mode focusing close enough to get a nice blur in the background. Um, and the one photo I was able to do something a little bit weird, and this is something uh, we were driving home, and Ruth noticed that a couple contrails uh, from jets somehow made an X in the sky. Um, so she was able to get a photo from the car, and I kind of went a little crazy in in light, um, really boosting it up and probably overdriving the colors a little too much, but I would just trying to get a little abstract with the uh the photo that was going on there but other than that really not much more photography from this last little bit for me well i think we're all getting old (laughs) (laughs) well i I say we're getting old and like everyone's saying at least here unless you're craig of course um the days are getting significantly shorter and if you tend to work a job that's a um standard working hour job um you know you're 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 leaving the house when it's just getting light and you're coming home when it's just getting dark if you're if you live north enough so it's a little bit harder to get those after work images when you come home you get something all of a sudden you look out it's pitch dark outside yeah, unless you I want guess. to do night photography. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in the next couple of weeks, uh, I know we're, we've already started to put up our Christmas decorations. So I know that a lot of people are going to see a lot more decorations out and people decorating outside their house, too. So it's just something to keep, in, keep an eye out for, I guess. And I think we've had ourselves a show this week. So, uh, right. yep. Sounds yeah. good to me. You guys want to let us know where we can find you, and we'll wrap up. Uh, Greg, you want to start? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at McMillan underscore photo, on Instagram, McMillan, uh, McMillan photo, and on Dayflash is my name, Greg McMillan. Or, sorry, no, McMillan. That's my <laughs> username on Dayflash. I get so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I say that every week, too, don't I? <laughs> Okay, Matt. All right, you can check me out on Twitter, Flickr, Instagram, uh, where else? Stay Flash and the Artful Eye Photography community at M Hoffman Photo. 
Thank you for that. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Dave Flash is ProfPod. And in the Facebook group is Dave Podner. And you can find the links to our show notes, Facebook group, YouTube channel, and our Patreon. And we do very much appreciate our Patreons helping us keep the lights on and um, helping keep everything going for us here. Even though we do love what we're doing here, but um, it helps Mark pay the bills. And everything else we do by visiting us at tinyshutter.com. Again, thanks so much, gentlemen, and um, why don't we have a good night. Talk to you guys later. Yeah. All right. Thanks for steering, Dave, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. What's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, (laughs) flaming disaster. And the other 5%, irrelevant, sir.